featuring the creator and lead host of Clutch Crew Sports, Zach. Unfortunately, uh, Eric is an Oklahoma City Thunder fan, and uh, he went through a pretty rough postseason watching uh, my Portland Trailblazers pretty well dismantle his team, so... <laughs> Dang, okay. um, I did, did not realize we were going to go into that. <laughs> you sure you didn't lose your train of thought by looking at this picture here? <laughs> <laughs> For those of you who don't know, Zach really likes Alex Morgan. Also featuring Eric, I'm a co-host. I specialize in NFL and NBA. If a topic upsets me enough, I'm going to rant about it. So if Cincinnati... You know, wants to turn this around. They've got a few pieces that they can start with and then try to rebuild and get some more draft picks and get some younger talent in there and start it now. Just to face it now that you're going to suck and try to <laughs> try to fix it for the future. For people that want to say Steph is an all-time great or one of the greatest players of, or uh, even maybe the greatest player of all time, how can you really say that, though, if he would have four championships and not have been the finals MVP in any of them? Also featuring Connor, the number one co-host. And I'm going to lock that. I'm back, baby. If you're not going to do it, I'll double lock Middleton because everything I've read has been that he's the number one priority for the Bucks. Like... In their minds, they could forget Brogdon and, and Lopez. They need to get Middleton back. I'm locking this one because I've got oh, my survival oh, okay. pick. I, I need to write this down on a piece of paper. Yep, that yep. is locking Denver being Chicago. All right, everybody. Welcome in for this special episode that we've got planned for you today. Today is our 2019-2020 NBA season preview episode so we haven't done a division by division preview like we did for nfl instead we are making a whole episode dedicated to the entirety of the nba season and a preview there's going to be a lot going on uh as we are going to talk about all 30 nba teams uh eric connor and myself have each divided amongst each other 10 teams that we're going to specifically talk about on our own and then at the end of the episode, we're going to share our regular season MVP picks, our NBA Finals predictions, and any disagreements that come up along this video, we'll talk about as well. And do you guys have the same kind of energy that Giannis has here in this picture? <laughs> I'm pumped, yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So let's get started, guys. So like I said, 60 seconds to talk for each team. Uh, it's going to go pretty quickly, but uh, hopefully you enjoy it when it comes to your team. And they're going to be broken down by division, so really quickly, if you want to uh, know where your team stands in this episode, we're doing the Southeast, Central, Atlantic, Southwest, Pacific, and then Northwest in that order. The teams in that division vary, though. So let's get started here with... The Atlanta Hawks. Number one alphabetically, too. Yep. Interesting enough. Uh, but, yeah, this team, I mean, it's definitely a team that's building for the future. 
I mean, you know, they drafted Trey Young a couple of years ago, and he's been a good addition. DeAndre Hunter, their first pick of the draft, is it's interesting to see how he does. I am a little bit surprised as to why Huger is going to be the starting shooting guard instead of Cam Reddish, uh, but I guess they're probably going to try and work Reddish in later in the season into that position. But yeah, it's definitely a building for the future. I've got them fourth in the division this year, so. Uh, maybe next year they'll be better, but for this year it's just going to be more of a rebuilding year. All right. So I've got the Miami Heat here to talk about, and I actually do not have the Heat winning the Southeast Division. A lot of people do. I've got Orlando winning it, but the Heat, I honestly feel like, are a little bit overrated. This is definitely Jimmy Butler's team, 100%. They... Signed him with a trade and free agency, giving up assets. And there's rumors about getting Chris Paul. I think if they do end up getting Chris Paul, this definitely makes them a lock as a playoff team. Right now, I see them sitting along with Detroit, Orlando, maybe Toronto as the teams on the bubble for making the playoffs. But Goran Dragic is pretty old. Deion Waiters is getting up there in age. They've got Olenek. They've got the Myers, the Hammer Leonard from Portland on their team. Bam Adebayo is a good center, but this is really Jimmy Butler's team. It's going to be interesting if he alienates his teammates like he did in the other places, but definitely a fun team to watch. Yeah, so then moving on to my favorite team, the Charlotte Hornets. I mean, unfortunately, there's not much to say about the Hornets other than the fact that they suck. I mean, (laughs) mean, they're stuck in... No, nobody on this team stands out. They got Terry Rozier in the offseason. They basically swapped him for Kemba Walker, which was really stupid. And then they, Nicholas Batum on the team. They've got his ridiculous contract that they're having to deal with. Um, and then Co- Cody Zeller, he's an okay forward. I mean, he's not great, but, you know. And then also, I think they're going to be kind of having a, a tandem probably going with Miles Bridges and P.J. Washington, kind of between small and small forward and power forward. Because um, Dwayne Bacon is really more of a uh, shooting uh, guard than a small forward, and Batum is also a small forward. So we'll see how it goes. But like we said uh, many, many episodes ago, I'm definitely going to be taking a walk and eating a taco this season because I'm pretty much expecting the Hornets to be in the cellar of the NBA. Connor, right. tell us how you really feel. <laughs> <laughs> um, so here's my favorite team now. Connor talked about his. I've got a lot more optimism in mind to Orlando Magic, that being pretty much bringing back the same roster as they did last year, able to re-sign key pieces, Nikola Vucevic and uh, Terrence Ross coming off the bench. But the true X factor for the Orlando Magic is going to be Markel Fultz. You see TJ Augustine as the projected starter or point guard, but obviously Markel Fultz has a much, much higher ceiling. It's going to be interesting to see if he lives up to the potential that he has being a number one overall pick. You know, it was a bust with Philly, but a fresh start in Orlando, a lot less expectations here. I do like that about Markel Fultz. Uh, Vucevic should still be an all-star center. Isaac is really turning into a great 3-and-D type of player. Fournier, he's consistent. Aaron Gordon's he can make threes. He's also a good defender. I like this team. They're young. And they can actually play some defense, so I like that about the Magic. Obviously, I'm going to be watching them a lot this year. All right, I've got the Washington Wizards. 
this is a team that I have very low expectations for. They obviously have a big problem having John Wall's contract since he still is unable to play. And I forget how high his salary is. I think it's like close to 40 million or something like that. It's absurd. But so because of that, they don't, they just don't have the cap room to really be able to bring in a lot of talent. So this team is definitely not going to be good. This is a team that for them, I would like them to be able to, if possible, see them do like what the Thunder did this offseason with being able to unload some of these bad contracts. I mean, I would honestly say Bradley Beal included just because I don't see them getting anywhere with all the players they have around him. They really need to be able to have a fresh start. I just unfortunately don't know how they're going to be able to do it. Um, definitely, definitely low expectations for the Wizards this year for me. Uh, Connor, you can go ahead. That's funny. It hasn't actually changed on my screen, but uh, oh. <laughs> there we go. There it is. Uh, yeah, so I got the Bucks. Um, I'll be talking a little bit more about them later since I've got uh, spoiler alert there in my finals. Uh, but yeah, I mean, this team is, I mean, I obviously lost Malcolm Brogdon in the offseason, but I don't think that's going to be a terribly huge loss. I mean, they still got, they brought back Brooke Lopez and they brought back Chris Middleton. If you guys. Remember, I double-locked them bringing back Chris Middleton. Um, and that, so that happened. And obviously, what else is there to say about Giannis Antetokounmpo? I mean, he's going to be an MVP candidate. And, I mean, it's it's the sky is the limit for the Milwaukee Bucks and how far he can carry them. Eric Bledsoe is a decent point guard to add to the mix with losing Brogdon. So, and then Wesley Matthews is a okay shooting guard. So, I mean, I think... Very high expectations. I think they should win the division. They're going to be the class of the Eastern Conference fighting with Philadelphia. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see which one of them comes out on top later in the season. All right. And I've got the Indiana Pacers. This is a team that I feel like is going to be a very solid team this year. They're actually my sleeper team to win the East. I don't have them winning the East, but they're a team that if they were to come out and win the Eastern Conference, I would not be surprised. I know they did lose a couple pieces, but they also brought in Malcolm Brogdon and free agency. They also basically got... TJ Warren from the Suns for a bag of peanuts. So uh, <laughs> kudos to them for getting that deal. He's a, uh, while his defense can be a bit of a liability, he is a good scorer. And my only concern with the Pacers is they're still, at least as far as I've heard, I have not heard any clear indication on when Victor Oladipo is coming back from that injury. But if they can you know, hang out around 500 or near 500 while Oladipo is out, then when he comes back, I think they could make a run. So they're, they're definitely a team on my radar this year. I'm very curious about watching them. So I'm looking forward to seeing the Pacers this season. All right. So I have got the Cleveland Cavaliers. I've got them finishing last in the Central Division. This team is definitely in the rebuilding state, but – I would say out of the most rebuilding teams are still lowest on that totem pole of rebuilding teams. Obviously, Kevin Love is an attractive trade piece. A lot of rumors are going around that he could be traded to Portland for potentially some young assets and draft picks. As Portland looks to gain another all-star type player 
and make a push for the NBA Finals this season. But this team is really just a remnant of the team that LeBron took to the Finals. Um, they've got Darius Garland and Colin Sexton are supposedly going to be their bright spots of the future. I do like Darius Garland a lot. I do like Sexton too. But the, they're being compared to Dame and CJ. I think that's a little bit premature. And, uh <laughs> Definitely wait and see on that. Won't be watching the Cavs this year. All right. I've got the Detroit Pistons, and I was trying to do some research on them and gather my thoughts on them to get my thoughts going into the season. But I guess really all I could ultimately come up with is that I feel like this is going to be a mediocre team. They're... Definitely not a team I would see contending for the title or anything, but they're also not a team that I would see as like a bottom seller or anything like that. I think they're probably going to finish somewhere around. I mean, the Eastern Conference is a little weaker, so maybe they could squeak into the playoffs, but I don't know if I see that happening. They've got, I'd probably see them more as like ninth or 10th seed in the East. The main thing for the Pistons is going to be. They need to decide what they're going to do with Andre Drummond and Reggie Jackson is that both of their contracts are about to come to an end. Uh, if both of those players want to be retained by Detroit, they're going to need to have a breakout year. But if I'm Detroit, if I lose both of them in the offseason, I wouldn't really be too upset by that. Andre Drummond is a little overrated in my opinion, but Reggie Jackson is not that good. So they're, they're a team kind of like the Cavs for Zach, where I don't really see myself watching them much this year. Yeah, so and then I've got the Chicago Bulls, so um, I actually have them finishing last in the Central Division. I know a lot of people have Cleveland finishing last in the Central Division, but I just don't see as much talent on this team as, I mean, I know Cleveland doesn't have a whole lot, but I mean, there's not a whole lot of attractive pieces here. I mean, Sadoransky, they got Chris Dunn starting at point guard. Sadoransky is also going to be rotating in there quite a bit. I'm really interested to see at what point and where they play Kobe White because they drafted him, and obviously Zach Levine is the number one shooting guard. Like, he's got that role. So we'll see if they decide that if they're going to put him, you know, swap him out in shooting guard with Levine, whereas they could also put him at point guard, but they already have two point guards they are going to rotate. So I'm interested to see what they do with that. Um, But then outside of the guards, I mean – Otto Porter Jr. and Markinen and Wendell Carter Jr. are not going to scare anybody. And I think Cleveland has just a little bit more talent than Chicago does to avoid Chicago. I don't know. I don't think Chicago is going to be as bad as Charlotte, but I think they're going to be in the cellar of the Central. Um, so then moving on to the Celtics, uh, the Celtics got, you know, they got better in the offseason by picking up Kemba Walker from the Charlotte Hornets. So unfortunately for my team. Uh, but, yeah, I, yeah, I mean, the Celtics, they're going to have a tough time. I think I think they're going to easily make the playoffs, but I think they're going to have a tough time winning the Atlantic division because I think Philadelphia is a bit better. But, I mean, what there's not a whole lot to not like about this team. You know, Kemba Walker is an all-star point guard. Ennis Cantor is a de- really decent center. Um, Jason Tatum is a fantastic power forward. And then Jalen Brown and Gordon Hayward at the other uh, positions. So I see the Celtics. I think they'll probably get maybe the third or fourth seed below. It's going to be between them and Indiana for kind of that, like, you know, third and fourth seed below Milwaukee and Philadelphia. Uh, So looking for good things out of Boston this year. 
All right, so I have the defending champion, Toronto Raptors. They're a team that's going to be hard to predict. I mean, obviously, they lost Kawhi Leonard, which is huge. That definitely is going to affect their season. So, obviously, they're probably not going to have as good of a season as they had last year. But they got Siakam locked up for four years. I think he's a very solid piece on that team. And obviously they have Van Vliet, who's a good point guard off the bench. Lowry is a solid player, although I know he just got a $31 million extension. I wouldn't say he was worth that much money. <laughs> hell no. But it's going to be interesting to yeah, see what keep, they keep do. Keep the Kyle Lowry hate alive. Right, Not just yeah. no, will, hell no. <laughs> will, will he go on the missing milk carton again in the playoffs? I don't know. You better believe it. <laughs> are, are you locking that? Are you locking that? Triple lock. Oh, my. Whoa. That's the first time you've seen that. <laughs> oh, wow. Man. Okay. I mean, they do have to make the playoffs first. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, they'll, they'll make the playoffs. But what will be interesting to see, though, is if they do start to struggle, do they you know, maybe trade somebody like a Mark Gasol or somebody, you know, some of the aging veterans they have on their team? You know, do they trade them and try to build to the future or do they try to stick it out? It, they're a interesting team for me this year i'll be i'll be following him for sure all right so i've got the philadelphia 76ers here the class of the atlantic division along with milwaukee for the eastern conference a lot of new pieces to this team uh josh richardson and al horford uh new players to the starting lineup but i really like what this team did in the offseason uh horford is gonna make a nice center for when Embiid is not able to play, because let's face it, Embiid's going to miss 20 games in the regular season minimum for various injuries. He's just known for that. But defensively, this team is elite defensively, which is going to give them a shot to win any game this season. You've got, with this starting five out here, you've got no weak defenders. You have no defensive liabilities. That's going to be huge when you go up against the Milwaukee team with shooters and players like Giannis. So this is, I really, really love this Philadelphia 76er team in the East. Uh, obviously, Josh Richardson and Tobias Harris, former volunteers. Uh, but Ben Simmons also has been improving his jump shot, and he made a three-pointer in preseason basketball. <laughs> the the <laughs> form looked good. It wasn't a luck shot. The form looked good. I'll say that about him. <laughs> if he gets that going, it's game over for the league. All right, so moving on from the class of the Atlantic and the class of the East to another one of the worst teams in the East, we got the New York Knicks here. Um, you know, a, a terrible offseason, as always. I mean, they had a chance to bring in Kevin Durant. They didn't. They had a chance to go after some other free agents. They didn't. So, I mean, they brought in Julius Randle, which, considering some of the other moves they could have made, that's really horrible looking compared to what they could have done. Um, but I mean, he'll he'll be a little bit of a help to the team. Obviously, they're looking for big things out of R.J. Barrett. <clears throat> I'm not sure how well R.J. Barrett is going to transition to the NBA level. Um, I think Zion Williamson obviously was a lot more ready. Watching clips of him at Duke, being a UNC fan, I think it's good. This is one thing that I think the Hawks are doing better than the Knicks. They're having Cam Reddish sit on the bench to start. I know R.J. Barrett was a you know third pick, but maybe give him a little bit of time on the bench to just develop a little bit instead of throwing him out there. Since I said, I don't think he's quite ready yet. Um, 
But then even with the rest of their pieces, you know, Marcus Morris and Mitchell Robinson, I see this team easily finishing in the cellar in the Atlantic. Okay. So I've got the other New York team here, Brooklyn, Brooklyn Nets. And even though Kevin Durant is going to be injured for basically all of this season, I really love this team. Uh, This team, even without Durant, has the makings of, in my opinion, being very similar to the Clippers out west. Um, they have a loaded team. I mean, this team is deep. This They have six men of the year candidates on their bench. Spencer Dinwiddie comes to mind. Uh, Karis LeVert starting, I guess, but he's also known for coming off the bench. And this team, I, I do think Kyrie Irving is going to be a better leader on this team. Uh, the fact that Boston... I, I just don't think it worked out in Boston. There, there was too much drama going on there. This is a fresh start for Kyrie as a leader. It's a good situation for him. He's with his friends. He kind of got to pick this situation. I like it. I like Joe Harris's shooting. Uh, this team can make threes. They can defend. It's a scrappy team. They're going to over-exceed. All right. I've got the Houston Rockets. This probably won't be a popular take with a lot of NBA Twitter and stuff, but I don't care. I'm just going to say it. I feel like this could be the, the the overrated team in the West. And I I agree. And I mean, if you, if you look at the team, you think, Oh, they got Russell Westbrook and James Harden who have won MVPs. Like, how can you say that? My, I, my main concern with this team is going to be, can Russell Westbrook and James Harden mesh together? And for me, I don't think they're going to. If they do, then they're going to be a tough team to contend with for sure. But they both play a very similar style. They both like to ball dominate. That concerns me for them. They're also both liabilities on the defensive end. I That concerns me for them. I mean, the rest of their team, they've got good defenders, but their backcourt defensive liability, that concerns me. I'm definitely not saying the Rockets are going to be bad or anything, but I do have a lot of concerns. And I watching as a Thunder fan, watching Russell Westbrook play a lot of games, I know how he likes to always have the ball in his hand. He goes for the triple. He targets those triple doubles. I don't know. And James Harden does basically the exact same thing. So it's going to be interesting. I'm definitely going to have my eye on him. It's going to be interesting to see how they do. But I don't know, man. I, I think they're overrated. Yeah, I would have to agree with you on that one. Uh, but moving on to the San Antonio Spurs. <clears throat> Sorry, I'm trying to starting to lose my voice here. Um, but yeah, San Antonio Spurs, they you know, they've been a team that they've been a consistent playoff team, you know, for a long, 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 long time. Um, and this is probably the most vulnerable they've been in quite a you know, since then. Uh, I still think they're gonna squeak into the playoffs. I don't think they're gonna be, you know, they're not gonna be contending for anything, but they've got a solid lineup here. I mean, LaMarcus Aldridge is an all-star. You know, he can certainly help you out. Derek White is a good two-way guard. Like, he can play point or shooting guard. So they've got a good thing going there. DeJounte Murray uh, starting at point guard. And then DeMar DeRozan's also solid. So it's not going to be, you know, the dominant season that Spurs fans have been used to in the past. But I do still think there's enough there for the time being for them to make the playoffs. Maybe not in the future, but for right now, I think they still are a playoff team. Okay, I've got the New Orleans Pelicans here, and this, 
I'm just going to say it. This is the team, out of all the teams that I don't root for, this is the one that I'm going to be wanting to watch the most. I mean, this is the super young team. This is this is going to be such a fun team to watch. This is one that I really want to talk about. How is Zion going to do in his rookie season? I know he's got that knee injury right now they're being cautious with, but in the preseason, he averaged uh, 20 points a game, which was the most of any rookie in like 20 or 30 years or something. So he's got star in the making. Lonzo Ball, this is a fresh start for him. I really think that's a good thing for him. They've got one veteran here, Drew Holiday, but Brandon Ingram's a nice piece too. And this is a deep team. Jackson Hayes, another top 10 draft pick center on their team. Uh, they got J.J. Redick from the 76ers as another shooter. I think this is a playoff team. I think this is the playoff team that kicks the Spurs out of the playoffs, honestly. This is the team that's going to knock the Spurs to the nine seed and sneak into the playoffs. Lonzo Ball needs to improve that free throw shooting, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys. I've got the Dallas Mavericks. The main thing for this team is going to be – I mean, there's two questions surrounding Kristaps Porzingis. It's going to be the key to be if the Mavericks are going to be a good team or not. One, can he stay healthy? Two, he hasn't played in a long time. Can he regain his old form? And personally, though, with the healthy thing, I just, I don't know. It seems like he gets hurt all the time. And they're going to need him if they're going to be any good. I mean, Luka Doncic uh, obviously had a great rookie season. I'm sure he's going to continue to take the next step and get better, but I don't know. I just, this is a team that I feel like if they build it right, that they could be good within a couple of years, but I just don't think they're quite good enough yet. I've seen a lot of optimism for this team and people kind of think they're going to be kind of like what Zach was talking about with the Pelicans, that they're going to be that team to maybe steal a playoff spot from somebody else. But I'm not quite ready to book them for that just yet. I want to, I think they need another year or two. All right, I've got the Memphis Grizzlies here. This is a vastly different Memphis Grizzlies team than what you've been accustomed to in the past decade. Obviously, last year, getting rid of Marcus Gasol, longtime fan favorite, and another fan favorite, uh, Mike Conley. And this is a new-look team. This is a team that probably should have been rebuilding a couple of years ago, but held on to those pieces uh, for some reason, and... They got back Valanchunas, who I don't think is the greatest center in the world, but he's serviceable for now. Jaron Jackson's a young power forward. Him and John Moran are your two young stars to that you really hope develop on this team. Uh, Jay Crowder can bring some energy, and uh, and he he's a streaky shooter, so I think he can definitely fire the home home crowd up in some of the games in Memphis, but. John Morant is going to be a great point guard in this league. I have really high expectations for him. So this team's going to be fun to watch. They're not going to win a lot of games being in this brutally tough West, but this is this is a team on the rise. I, I like their chances in the future. All right, so I've got the Los Angeles Lakers. So we're moving on to the Pacific. This is going to be a really fun division to watch overall, given that you know there's three teams in this division that have a chance to win the division. Um, I am picking the Lakers to win the division. I mean, it, they, they're going with an interesting lineup. I mean, I saw them, there were rumors that they were going to possibly do this in the offseason, but now it looks like they're actually going to implement it. They're going to play LeBron James at point guard. 
because, I mean, unless you want Rajon Rondo starting at point guard and, you know, kicking one of these other guys to the curb, I, I think it's a good move for them. I mean, LeBron has always shown the ability to play at the one spot. I mean, and kind of going back to, like, the old Magic Johnson days and the Lakers of having, like, a 6'8 point guard could maybe be something to work in their favor. Danny Green, you know, he's a great three-point shooter sometimes. He's so hit or miss, so we'll have to see how he performs. Um, and then, obviously, Anthony Davis pairing with LeBron James is going to be a really good combo for the Lakers. And Kyle Kuzma and Javal McGee are also really good players. So, I mean, this team, maybe outside of Danny Green, I mean, Danny Green's solid, but there's four really solid starters on this team. And I can see I've got them winning the division. Um, so I think the sky is the limit for them. As far as LeBron and AD can take them, I think the Lakers can go really, really far. And moving on from a team that looks like they could possibly win the championship to a team that I feel like definitely is not going to win the championship. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I've got the Phoenix Suns here. I did not like their offseason at all. I felt like they had one of the worst offseasons in the NBA. And it's a shame because between Devin Booker and DeAndre Aiden, I mean, they've got a couple of pieces to get things started i felt like they could have maybe been a uh you know a positive or you know attraction for free agents but that's which is what i thought they were doing when they gave up tj warren for the bag of potato chips to the pacers but they <laughs> didn't really do any they brought in ricky rubio and then they drafted a prospect with their draft pick that they got and i I don't know, man. I mean, and they traded down too, like in the draft when they could have had Darius Garland or uh, Kobe White to help fill the point guard need, but they traded down instead and then took a project. I really did not like their moves at all. And they're a team that I like that I would say that I like secretly root for, but I just don't see them having any kind of success this season. Yeah. So. Another team, I forget which one I mentioned, but I was like, this team looks a lot different. The Warriors probably look the most different out of any team. Uh, losing Kevin Durant and Klay Thompson now to injury. Klay Thompson will be coming back later this season. But the main question with this Golden State team is, are they going to be able to stay alive for when Klay comes back in February, March, April time-ish? Um, and I think they can. I, I, I think... You know, this is going to be the time when Steph Curry puts the Golden State Warriors on his back. and He carries them to a winning record. He's going to surprise people. He's going to get his stats up like they were in his MVP-type seasons. Uh, Draymond's still there to bring the energy on a nightly basis. Looney, I like as a center. Uh, and then uh, D'Angelo Russell. He's going to be an interesting piece. He's not defensively the same as Clay, obviously, but... Offensively, I think he can shoot pretty well. It's going to be another offensive threat for the Warriors. I really like that move in the offseason when they lost Kevin Durant. So I, I think this team is going to stay around, and then when Clay comes back, they're going to kick it up another notch. Be aware of Golden State. They could be a 5 or 6 seed that shocks people. Okay, so then moving on to the Los Angeles Clippers. I mean, this team probably made the biggest splash in the offseason of any team when they managed to bring in both Kawhi Leonard and Paul George to the team. I don't think anybody saw that coming, except for maybe Clippers fans. Um, so, 
I mean, what there's not too much to say. I mean, this is this team is stacked with all stars. I mean, Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. There's not much to say about them. I'm interested to see how they mesh because I know on here it has like Kawhi is going to be the small forward, but on here it has Paul George as the shooting guard. But I know there's also been a lot of talk about Paul George playing the power forward position on this team. Um, and obviously Paul George is dealing with an injury right now. Um, so we'll see if that hampers him too much going into the season. But I think they have a good center combo too with Montrez Harrell and Ivica Zubox up there. And um, Patrick Beverly is a solid point guard. So this team is definitely a championship contending team. I mean, really, the Lakers, Clippers, and Warriors, all from the Pacific, could be championship contending teams. So, uh, But I've got the Clippers finishing second out of this group. Uh, but I would not be shocked at all if they were to take the division and possibly go to the finals. All right. And then another instance of going from a championship contending team to a team that I have that I don't think will be doing that <laughs> is the uh, Sacramento Kings. I... Just they're another team like the Suns where I didn't I did not like their offseason at all. Mainly giving Harrison Barnes that ridiculous contract. And Zach actually sent me an article where the Kings or while no one's saying it directly that there could be a possibility that they're like already regretting it because some of their younger stars, like I think they're in a contract negotiation with Buddy Heald right now and then because of the contract Barnes got, like he's winning higher than what the Kings offered him initially. So good luck to the Kings on that. (laughs) But I I didn't like the Dwayne Dedman move. I just, I feel like they do have some good pieces. So I am going to give them a a max ceiling of getting the eighth seed in the playoffs, but I really don't think they will. I think that's more like a, if everything goes right and for them and everything goes wrong for some other teams, but I have a more realistically around the, maybe like the 10th seed or 10th spot in the West missing out on the playoffs. They're not a team I'm excited about. They're a team that I would like to see be good because as a Jags fan in the NFL, who's a team that misses the playoffs a lot of the times, like I'd like to be able to see that for the Kings, but, and same with the Suns, but based on the off season, both of those teams had, I just don't see it. Yeah. And Marvin Bagley is an inferior rapper to Dame Lillard. I just want to put that out there too. <laughs> Cause that will, that will affect how their seasons go. But. Absolutely. It's confidence. His teammates know he's trash at rapping compared to Dame when they play. Um, but <laughs> moving oh, on here to the Denver man. Nuggets. <laughs> it's true. I, I, I really feel that way. Um, the, the Nuggets here, I think the Nuggets are going to get the one seed in the West this season. Uh, it's not it's not that crazy to think about. They were the two seed last year. This team plays unbelievably well in their home court. They have the best home court advantage in the NBA, in my opinion. They've got the best center in the NBA, in my opinion, in Nikola Jokic. I know all summer long I was debating people on Twitter about Jokic versus Embiid versus Anthony Davis, but I love Nikola Jokic as their center. He's so dynamic offensively. All of their offense runs are on him. Jamal Murray is so underrated. Gary Harris, another underrated player on their team. This team is just filled with overachieving players. Even their bench is deep. Um, I like their coach, uh, Malone. And this Denver team is going to, they're going to win a lot of games. They're going to get the number one seed. I don't necessarily think they'll make the finals, but I definitely think this is such a good team that uh, that they can get this one seed. 
All right, and then I've got the Utah Jazz moving into the last division here. Um, well, I guess Denver's in that division too. Sorry, my bad. <laughs> Shows that I know my division names. But anyway, I'll uh, I'll start my countdown over here. The Utah Jazz, like I mentioned before, with the Pacers being my sleeper team in the East, the Utah Jazz are my sleeper team in the West. I feel like they have a really solid team. I mean, they've always been that team every year to get you know around the fourth or fifth seed in the west but then they lose in either the first or second round but it's going to be my question for the jazz is going to be with bringing in the addition of mike conley from the grizzlies and bogdanovich from the pacers is that going to be enough to propel them to the next level to get to the western conference finals or even potentially the nba finals personally i'd probably have to say no with some of the teams in the West getting better, like the Lakers and Clippers. And you still have teams like the trailblazers and potentially the Rockets and the Nuggets are going to have to deal with. I don't know if they're going to be able to do that, but they've got a great team. They're definitely going to be a playoff team and they're a team. I have an eye on my eye on for sure. And a team that I'm excited to watch. So we'll see how the jazz do. All right, then moving on to the Minnesota Timberwolves here. Um, I've got them not looking for a lot of good things from this team this year. I've got them in last place in this division. Um, I mean, they still have Carl Anthony Towns, who Zach and I were actually talking about this the other day, about how we both feel that Carl Anthony Towns, like he, don't get us wrong, like he's an all-star, he's a great center, but he really hasn't lived up to what he probably could have been. Like, you know, being kind of on that Anthony Davis, Joel Embiid level, he's kind of like in the tier below that, whereas, you know, expectations, he should have probably been in that high tier, but he hasn't quite lived up to that. Um, I don't think he's going to be up to carry this team. I mean, Jeff Teague and Andrew Wiggins are decent players, but they're not going to be enough to take uh, this team anywhere. I also am interested to see uh, where what kind of playing time and how well Jared Culver does. Obviously they drafted him in the, in the first round of the draft and he's going to be splitting time with Andrew Wiggins at small forward. So we'll see how that goes, but I do think this team is going to be finishing in the bottom of the division and towards the bottom of the Western conference by the season's end sitting around there with Phoenix. All right. And finally for my last team, my favorite team, the Oklahoma city thunder, I mean, I'm just going to go ahead and say it now. I am not excited for them this season. Obviously, <laughs> I will be watching them since they're, they are my favorite team. But I have them finishing last in the division. I will say, as of right now, at the time of this recording, on paper, they probably do have a better team than the Timberwolves. But I will not be surprised if Chris Paul and Steven Adams are dealt at some point before the trade deadline. I know they're really trying to get rid of all of the expensive contracts they have on the roster to keep building for the future. They're another team, uh, like I said, with the Mavericks, where give them a couple of years and I think they'll be ready to start contending again. But Andre Robertson does not inspire you offensively. He's an okay defender, but he's been injured a lot. I am excited for Shy Gilgis Alexander, the young point guard they did get from the Clippers in that trade. But Chris Ball is still a pretty good player, but he's aging. And I know he's definitely not in their long-term plan, so I can't say I'm too excited for him. And Gallinari is on an expiring contract, so he, this will probably be his only year there. Like I, I just don't have a lot of confidence in this team. But 
they are my favorite team. I will keep supporting them. I am not going to bandwagon and jump ship to another year. But uh, as Connor and I have mentioned, we have a deal where since both of our teams are so bad that the only thing we've determined we can do is to take a walk and eat a taco and read a book <laughs> in spirit. So I yep. will take I will take video of myself walking while eating a taco and reading a book at the same time and sharing that at some point. I can't wait. You be on the lookout for that. The two of us are going to be doing that. So. I can't maybe, wait. Maybe, maybe a Doritos taco. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Doritos Logos taco. They're way better than the generic crispy taco shells. I'm just saying. <laughs> All right. So I've got the Portland Trailblazers here. Uh, you know, I, I go back and forth that the Magic is who my favorite team is, but luckily they're not like bitter rivals or different conferences. So I can really support both these teams pretty equally. Uh, this is Dame Willard's team, obviously. There was an NBA poll, Twitter poll or something, coaches poll that had that voted Dame Lillard as the best leader in all of basketball. And I 100% agree with that. And I challenge anybody on Twitter that disagrees to debate me on this. My Twitter at is guacfolife, G-U-A-C-F-O-L-I-F-E. Zach is looking to start some Twitter wars here. <laughs> I will. I absolutely will. If you want to say Curry or LeBron or KD or I don't even know why anyone would say KD, but anybody other... Any other potential person, uh, I will debate you on that, and I will win. Uh, but looking Damn. forward to the rest of this, if, if you guys want to debate me too on this, you can too after this segment. No, but... no, I'm not going to. I'm just saying, <laughs> like the con, the overconfidence, the, the uh, not overconfidence, but just the confidence that's coming out of you right now. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel strongly about it. Uh, this Blazers team, Neil Olshay, the general manager of this team, for a while. He was just kind of, you know, letting this team rot, in my opinion. But at the end of last year, the trade deadline, picking up Enos Cantor, obviously no longer on this team, but the addition of Rodney Hood, he really saved Rodney Hood's career, in my opinion. Uh, Hood has been a remarkable player for us in the playoffs. Uh, CJ, I think, should should be an all-star. He's that type of a player. It's just... There's so many good shooting guards in the West. Maybe with Clay being injured, this is the year he makes it. Zach Collins, I've been screaming. Why don't you start Zach Collins? Finally, it looks like they're going to be doing that. He's, you know, he's a big man with a lot of energy. He gets this team fired up. Players love him. The fans love him. He's the only problem with him is he gets in a lot of foul trouble. That's my concern with this team is foul trouble with him and Hassan Whiteside. But this team. I think is going to be doing great. And you got to remember too, Yusuf Nurkic is going to come back at some point this year to give depth to their center position. So now they've got bigs, they've got guards. It's the small forward position. That's probably their weakest, but another thing too underrated that I want to mention, Anthony Simmons coming off the bench as a point guard. He's looked like a stud young point guard coming off the bench. I'm super excited for this port team. I can't wait to watch their games. Unlike these guys eating tacos and reading books, I this is Portland's year, man. This is uh, they have more experience, and now that Golden State's finally weakened a little bit, I would love for this team to make another playoff run. So I know I went a little bit long on that, but there's a lot for me to say about this. So. <laughs> um, That's so, okay. We don't we don't want to share our tacos anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're excluded from the taco party, then. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> 
and also too with Orlando, I've got high hopes for them too. I mean, I I've got two NBA teams that are legit teams to root for this year, which is great. But moving on now to my finals and my MVP pick, I kind of alluded to the MVP pick earlier when I talked about Steph carrying the Golden State Warriors on his back. I think he's going to do that. I think he's going to statistically put up a similar season to one of his MVP seasons. I don't think Golden State's record is going to be as impressive as it was that time they tied the league record or broke it or whatever, the regular season year that they had. But Steph, I mean, he's smiling and he looks like a little baby in this, but he's a cold-blooded assassin, man. Like he, I know in the playoffs sometimes he kind of shrinks, but... And the regular season, you can't say anything bad about Steph. And they've still got Steve Kerr, who is, I think, a pretty good to great NBA coach. Uh, So when you look at some other potential candidates around the league, uh, James Harden is always a contender. But now that Russ is in Houston, who knows what the ball possession ratio is going to be like with that. Uh, you've got Giannis in Milwaukee. I'm just afraid that when you win the MVP, you have to put up a better season than you did the year that you won the MVP. And I think that's going to be hard for him. And another thing going against Giannis too, in my opinion, is that right now he's not going to be entering the season with a lot of, um, obviously he's still really good, but he's had, you know, he's not coming in, with the hottest start to the season with how he flamed out in the playoffs last year against Toronto. And then also in the FIBA basketball tournament, uh, getting shut down by some inferior countries. So Giannis isn't coming in with the greatest, uh, you know, resume from the past couple months. Uh, so, and I know Steph didn't really shine in the finals either, but still, I I trust Steph more than I trust Giannis. And I think in L.A., I think it's going to be load management with the Clippers. Paul George is going to be missing time. Kawhi, you know, is going to be load management. Uh, the Lakers, LeBron and AD, they're going to split time. They're going to split their points and stats. So Steph's got the best chance, in my opinion, for the MVP award. My finals prediction, Lakers and 76ers. I talked about the 76ers, how they could win any game just because of their defense. Uh, they have a great team. I think stealing Al Horford from Boston is going to be huge for them when it comes to playoff time. Embiid's really good. If he can just be healthy when it comes to playoff time, that's going to make a huge difference. And now that they have Al Horford, I think it makes it easier for the 76ers to kind of rest Joel Embiid in the regular season. But the 76ers have been in the playoffs a couple of years now. They have that experience. I like them when they go up against Milwaukee just because I think they can follow a similar defensive strategy as Toronto did last year and force Giannis to shoot outside shots. And unless Giannis has improved his outside shot to be respectable, then they're going to, I think, win that series just because of that. They're not going to let him in the paint like we saw Toronto do. I think that's the strategy against Milwaukee. And then the Lakers, honestly, I could see... And like four or five teams from the West making the finals. And I think any four or five of them then can win against the 76ers. But I've got the Lakers here just because LeBron's got that experience in the playoffs. I think AD 
even though in New Orleans he never really took his team that far, he did win a national championship with Kentucky, so he's got the big-time experience factor going. Uh, and then also I like the the moves around the you know the the supporting cast on this team. I, I'm actually a fan of it. Uh, you've got Rondo, you've got uh, JaVale McGee, Dwight Howard's kind of at the end of his career, but it seems like he's playing a little bit more inspired now. Um, you've got Danny Green. You've got some nice pieces there, nicer than you would have thought after Kawhi signed or Kawhi signed with the Clippers. So another thing too with the Clippers is I just don't trust Paul George in the playoffs, and I feel like Kawhi last year in the playoffs got really lucky with a lot of his with his situation. I think the basketball gods were just like, let it be Kawhi's year with uh, that shot against the 76ers and then all the injuries happening to the Warriors. So I don't love them. I, I do think the Clippers are going to be their biggest threats, but still any of these West teams can beat up on each other, but I've got the Lakers winning the West. And then because of that, I've got them winning the championship over the 76ers. All right, you guys, I've got a little bit slightly different take here than Zach. I definitely understand everything Zach is saying with Steph Curry winning the MVP. It could definitely be his year with his situation with Clay being hurt and stuff like that. But I'm still going to go with Giannis because I just feel like he's still the man in Milwaukee, even though Clay's down. That's not going to get quite as many numbers, I don't think, as we might expect because of D'Angelo Russell. He's going to be jacking up a lot of shots as well. And the main things that, well, to me that I would look for with an MVP is also, in addition to the offensive side of the ball, I would be looking for contributions on the defensive end of the ball as well. Steph Curry is not as great of a defender as Giannis. I mean, really, it's not even close, but... (laughs) obviously Giannis is a better defender but it's going to be interesting to see how it goes because I mean obviously if Steph Curry goes out there and breaks the record for most three-pointers again then the defensive stats and stuff may not matter but I don't like how most time when it comes down to the MVP awards it tends to go based off of stats and other sets that don't necessarily show up on the box score aren't fully accounted for but if Giannis can get a better jump shot, now I'm saying that this is a big if. <laughs> I'm not I'm not counting on this, I'm not relying on this, but if Giannis can get a better jump shot to where defenders have to respect him from the three point line more, he will be an unstoppable player. Now, like I said, that's a big if. Not fully counting on that. But if he can do that then I think he repeats his MVP. I, he doesn't really have anybody else on that team where you would say like, oh, they're going to you know, potentially steal his numbers. I mean, he is the number one guy on that team still. He's the main focus of the team. Now, it will be interesting. Like Zach said, he did struggle in the FIBA competition, but hopefully for him that was just a, you know, maybe he was still fatigued from the playoffs or something. I don't know, but He's had a little bit of time to rest now. We'll see how he does going into the season. But I also have the 76ers in the finals like Zach does. 
But I'm going to give the Clippers the edge over the Lakers on getting into the finals. And then I'm also going to give the Clippers the edge over the 76ers in the series. And I know Zach said he doesn't trust Paul George in the playoffs. And he hasn't had the greatest track record going into the playoffs. But I feel like last year I watched a lot of games as a Thunder fan, of course, with Paul George. And you could tell that that shoulder injury really bothered him and he was not the same player going into the playoffs because he was having an MVP caliber season. And honestly, if he hadn't had that shoulder injury, he could have possibly won it last year. But because he, I mean, Paul George and Kawhi too are just both, they're really great offensive players and they're really great defensive players. I mean, obviously, the the bigger concern for the Clippers for me is the t- uh, isn't the talent. It's going to be if they can stay healthy or not because Kawhi and Paul George have both had injury concerns. So my guess is they'll be doing a lot of load management and things like that that the Lakers will probably also be doing with LeBron and AD and stuff like that. But I think the Clippers. I'm giving them the edge because over the Lakers because I feel like they are a better defensive team than the Lakers. I like the Lakers uh, big men defensively and Danny Green's an all right defender, but I, I just, I don't trust LeBron's defense. And the reason why I say that is because he like Russell Westbrook and James Harden, like the stat pad, I'm kind of calling all three of them out at the same time here, but <laughs> <laughs> they like the stat pad. They like to grab the. They like to sag off on defense so they can grab their rebounds or maybe try to intercept passes to get their steals up. But they don't like to play defense. And I just LeBron. I, I just feel like I don't know. I'm getting like worked up for some reason. I don't know what my problem is here. But. Eric's about to rant. <laughs> Watch out. <laughs> He just he gives no effort defensively. I mean, I, I heard this thing where AD said like he wants to win DPOY, which could be possible, but then he also wants LeBron to be like a first team all defender. And it's a good thing I wasn't drinking a beverage or anything because I would <laughs> spit it out for sure when I was reading that. I just I worry about LeBron with the stat padding, and I just he even in the playoffs he seems to go for his stats more than giving a team effort defensively. And I don't know. I just, I, LeBron runs away from the pressure on defense a lot to like, he won't guard the team's best player. He'll go guard like Patrick. Like if it's say it's the Lakers and the Clippers and the Western conference finals, he'll probably be guarding Patrick Beverly in the corner while the other guys are trying to guard Kawhi and Paul George. Like, I don't know, man. I just, I just don't trust the, I just, I don't trust LeBron, it's not that I don't trust him as a player with his talent, but I just don't trust him as a leader. That's when Zach said, like, people might debate that LeBron's a better leader. I almost, over Damian Lillard, I almost laughed at that, too, because I was like, eh, <laughs> no. But, <laughs> nah. so, basically, long story short, got, well, it's already been a long story, but <laughs> I'm going to be honest, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm literally, like, pacing and walking around in circles. I can't, like. Really? <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm just like he's got that rant itch right now. Like, seriously, man. I I'm not I'm not going to go on much longer because I definitely want Connor to be able to give his predictions. But yeah, if 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 the Lakers do like struggle at some point, like 
you know, if, if LeBron's an issue here, like, I, I, I won't be too surprised by that. I, I don't know, man. We'll see. And he is getting – another thing people don't think about with LeBron, too, is that he is – I mean, he's getting – he's older now. He's past his prime. He's he's. I know people will say, "Oh, he still gets twenty eight points and eight assists and rebounds per game." But you know, I've like I've said before, the stat padding and chilling in the paint, waiting for the rebounds and stuff. Like, I don't know. He's not. He doesn't have a jump as good of a jump shot anymore. I don't know. I I I like the Clippers a little bit better than I do the Lakers. So I got Clippers over the Seventy Sixers. And Giannis for MVP. I'll stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Connor. Go ahead. Well, thank you. Um, so, like Eric, I've got Giannis as my MVP pick. Um, I agree with a lot of what Eric said. I mean, you know, I think Giannis, the way he contributes on both ends of the floor. I mean, he's a he's an absolute force on the offensive end. He's an absolute force on the defensive end. I mean, you know, Giannis could easily. Like, yeah, Paul, uh, not Paul George, like how Anthony Davis said he wanted to win Defensive Player of the Year. Giannis could win Defensive Player of the Year as well. Um, so that I think, and like Eric said also, I mean, he's still the face of Milwaukee. I mean, nobody on that team, not Chris Middleton, not Brooke Lopez, not any of these other guys are going to steal Giannis's spotlight on Milwaukee. He's going to be the one there. And from what I've read, I mean, Although it's still not to where, obviously, you know, he would want it to be. Giannis really is starting to get better at shooting three-pointers. Like, he's really working on it. He's really trying. And I know the Bucks GM has been, like, really high on that, saying, like, you know, Giannis is going to have a three-point shot here within the next year or so. Like, whether it be this season or, like, early next season, he's going to have a three-point shot. Which, Eric, is also completely right, that if Giannis develops that three-point shot, then there's going to be no stopping him at all. So, and I think he's going to take, I said, I don't think he's going to be, you know, a, uh, like a 40% free three point shooter throughout the year. I think he's still probably going to be in the low thirties, which isn't ideal, but it's still good enough to make people somewhat respect you from back there. They can't just sag off you completely. So, and I think, you know, that combined with his defensive ability, I think Giannis is going to take the MVP and, you know, we've kind of stopped doing the current events recently because we've been t- changing up the format and doing stuff. So I've decided that with help from Zach, that my new thing I'm going to be doing on these podcasts is I'm going to have at least one thing per episode that I'm going to lock. And I'm going to lock Giannis as winning the MVP award. Wow. I, I don't think it's going to be Steph Curry. I don't think it's going to be LeBron or James Harden or any of those guys. I'm going to lock Giannis Antetokounmpo as the MVP. So then moving on to my finals pick. So we didn't put Nate's prediction up here, but Nate also had the 76ers from the East. So I'm the only person out of this group of four who did not pick the 76ers to go to the finals. I picked the Milwaukee Bucks. I don't think, I think they're going to overcome their playoff struggles from last year. I mean, obviously that wasn't good. Giannis kind of fell off the map in the playoffs. I don't think that's going to happen this year. I think he's going to be he's going to be riding high after winning, you know, being in the MVP. Obviously, they don't announce the MVP until the season's completely over, but he's going to be riding high off another big season. And 
you know, they brought back Chris Middleton. They brought back Brooke Lopez. I think the team is good enough to get to the finals this year. And I think the if Giannis, like I said, I think Giannis is going to start to develop that three-point shot. I think that's going to be what's going to take them over Philadelphia. They're not going to be able to do what Zach suggested where they're going to, you know, just be able to force him to shoot from the outside because I think he is going to start to develop that shot. Now, in the West, I've got the Lakers. This is a very tentative pick for me. I went back and forth between who I wanted to pick in the West a lot because there's certainly a lot of teams I could make. And I mean, between the Lakers, Clippers, Nuggets, Trailblazers, the Warriors even, I mean, there's a lot of teams in the West that can make it. So, I mean, I'm going to go with the Lakers. I think LeBron and AD are going to be a force to be reckoned with, and at least on the offensive end for sure. And the fact that I think LeBron's playoff experience is going to help a lot, whereas, you know, with the Clippers, obviously, Kawhi's got good playoff experience too. It's just, and uh, the fact with Paul George, even though he's been in the playoffs before, he's never performed terribly well. So, I don't think I think LeBron's playoff experience is going to help really carry this team. Like I, I don't think from a leadership perspective, but the fact that he's just not gonna he's not gonna fall off the face of the map. He's going to keep putting up points and stats in the playoffs, and so I think that's going to take them to the finals. But like how Eric said, with the Clippers having a better defensive team than the Lakers, and that's why he likes them better. That's why I like the Bucks better than the Lakers. The Bucks are a much better defensive team than the Lakers. And I think they're going to be able to shut down, uh, like Giannis is going to be able to shut down Anthony Davis. And I think they're going to be able to shut down LeBron James too. So uh, that's why, so I've got the Bucks winning in the finals over the Lakers. And then I got Giannis as my lock for MVP. All right. Yeah. So after listening to you guys talk, uh, definitely I've got quite a, quite different predictions than you guys, but the only thing I really disagree with or want to, kind of talk about as a disagreement, I guess, is um is about what Eric said with LeBron. I mean, yes, at this point in his career, he's not the defensive player that he once was, but I feel like also it's not so much stat padding, like Eric mentioned like 10 times about stat padding. <laughs> I think also it's the fact that, like you said, he's in his like 17th or 18th season, and he's not at the point – he's not a young buck like Giannis or someone like that where he can defend and contribute offensively at the same time. I, at the same time. I think he's kind of conserving his body on that aspect, and he's going to rely on his team to do that defensive work because of where he's at in his career – I don't think it's necessarily because he's lazy or doesn't want to do it. I think it's more him just, you know, being smart with his body about uh, trying to preserve it for as long as he can. And another thing, too, about the defensive thing is I did watch one of the Lakers preseason games against Golden State. And I grant it's preseason, but still, he looked he actually looked a lot better defensively than he did last year. I don't know if it's because Anthony Davis is there, but Anthony Davis is going to be a huge benefit for him, I think, this year because uh, he really hasn't had a guy like Anthony Davis in his whole career um, to play along with. I mean, he had Wade, but Wade's a guard, you know, and and Bosch isn't as 
tight as caliber of a player as Anthony Davis is. So I think rebounding wise, he's not going to need to get as many rebounds because of Davis being there. And I think he's still the best passer in basketball. So I think he's really going to take on that point guard type role. And, and I, I still like the Lakers better than the Clippers. It's going to be a, a fun competitive series, but I, I don't know. I, I just trust the Lakers more. I, I think Kawhi, People are just so – I think he's honestly become one of the most overrated players after last season and how it ended. He got so many lucky breaks, I think, uh, in the way that ended. And you talked about Paul George having that shoulder surgery. Yeah, Paul George definitely was not healthy at the end of last year, but never in his career has he beaten LeBron in the playoffs. And the back, I'm, of course, talking back to the Indiana-Miami days, but – Still, it it always seems like he comes up smaller in the playoffs and than he does in the regular season, and he obviously had that disappointing playoffs with uh, with OKC when he was healthy against Utah, I believe, um, the year before they lost to Portland. So those are my my that's my uh, that's my response back to Eric. I'll I'll let you respond okay, yeah, back, so Eric. My my. My counter to this is going to be with the with the LeBron James and the defense thing. Like he's been playing the same style of defense since he went back to Cleveland from Miami. So I, I I'm not going to fully disagree that it's with the age, with the age thing because I I mean I do agree when you're his age and playing that you do need to try to conserve your energy a little bit, but. I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna say it again with the like with the stat padding and the going for rebounds. Like he's still gonna try to get his like eight rebounds a game or whatever. I mean, there, there was that one play last year where it was like a key moment in the game where they really needed to get a stop, and Kyle Kuzma had to push him towards the guy <laughs> shooting the ball yeah. to try to contest the shot. I mean, he plays for his numbers. I mean, I don't know, man. I I don't know what else to say about that. I've got it's. Maybe now that he has Anthony Davis, maybe he'll put forth a little more effort. And because for me, it's ever since he like went back to Cleveland and has been playing the solid defense. For me, it's not that I don't think he can't defend because I mean he did have times in Miami where you know he would defend pretty well, but he just hasn't shown the effort. Now I say you said in the preseason he did. Maybe he'll. Maybe he'll translate that into the season, but from what I've seen the last few years, I just I have a hard time believing that he's gonna be able to do that. And as for the, like the point guard thing, I mean, he was already basically doing that anyway. He basically brings the ball up the court like a point guard every time, no matter you know, no matter what position he's playing, he always does that. Um, as for the Paul George thing um, with the when he was on the Pacers and didn't play well against Miami, he also didn't have two other All Stars like LeBron did. I mean, he had a solid team, but the fact that he actually was able to take the heat to seven games in one series was honestly an overachieve in my opinion. Now he, the series against the jazz, I'm not going to disagree with that. That was pretty terrible. Uh, I was very frustrated with that series for sure, but I don't know. Paul George has never had anybody like Kawhi Leonard. And I, I, I'm also not going to disagree that, 
Kawhi had some lucky breaks last year. I mean, obviously that game seven shot where it like bounced off the rim eight times before it went in. I mean, that <laughs> that was really fortunate. But at the same time, he also had a dominant run with the Spurs and won a championship too. I mean, I know that was a few years ago, but I guess I I feel yeah, yeah. differently about Kawhi Leonard than you do. Obviously, we have a 2K franchise where I have Kawhi, and for whatever reason, I can't make threes with him. I don't know what my deal is there. <laughs> I, he, he frustrated me in 2K, but in real life, I mean, I, I've always respected players that have a great offensive game and a great defensive game. And that's why I like Paul George so much, because before his injury, he was in contention for both MVP and Defensive Player of the Year. Kawhi Leonard's always been known for being a good lockdown defender who's improved his offensive game. So I'm fans of both of them. I think they're going to be a great combo together in L.A. I know they wanted to be together. That's why Paul George wanted to be traded to them or whatever. So I I still have the Clippers. But this was definitely a good debate, though, because like now that like we've all kind of gotten to say like our piece on this, I mean, there's mm-hmm. definitely some things that I agree with you, Zach, but there's also, yeah, yeah. obviously going to be some things that I don't. Obviously, we'll have the season to see how it plays out. But but see, this I guess like to kind of wrap all this up, unless somebody else like wants to make a counter. I mean, one last thing that I want to like bring to the table is it's really good that Kawhi Leonard did not go to the Los Angeles Lakers because if he did, <laughs> I mean, you were talking about that before. I mean, obviously started. I ranted about that in the episode when we were doing our free agency predictions, uh, how pissed off I was going to be if he did that. But if Kawhi Leonard goes, had gone to the Lakers instead of the Clippers, we wouldn't be having this, like, we wouldn't be able to have this like interesting debate on what we think is going to happen. I mean, everybody in America's, prediction would be someone on the Lakers winning MVP probably and then the Lakers sweeping somebody from the east in the finals I mean that would that would be everybody's prediction if Kawhi Leonard had gone there so thanks to him going to the Clippers instead there's a lot of different teams that could win it I mean even we could all even be completely I mean I know we've been all been saying the Lakers and Clippers but you know like Connor said I mean from the West, you still got the Warriors out there. You still got the Rockets. You still got the Nuggets. You got the Trailblazers. I mean, you got the Jazz. Like th- this is going to be a fun season for sure. I mean, I know Connor said he was locking Giannis as MVP, but I'm not fully confident enough to lock either of my Finals teams as getting there. You know what I mean? Because even in the East, besides the Bucks and Sixers, like the Pacers are a sleeper team. Like it's not a guarantee that like any one team is going to get to the finals or win the whole thing. So this is the first time I've like truly been excited, like going into an NBA season in a long time, because there were so many years where it was like, Oh, it's going to be the Warriors and Cavs. Oh, it's going to be the Warriors and Cavs. And before that is like, Oh, the heat are probably going to win it. So this is the first year in a while where it's like really up in the air as to who could win. And so that makes as a person who doesn't really I mean I like OKC but as a person who doesn't have like a hardcore loyalty to a team or like a local favorite team or something like that like that just kind of likes to watch it for the fun of enjoying it like I'm legitimately excited about it so I'll be looking forward to covering it through the year same I I, I feel the same with you um 
uh, my goals on that one. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, my, my goal is to, uh, to go out to Orlando, make, make the little drive out there and, and watch a couple of, uh, magic games. So if, if I do end up doing that, I'll definitely report my experiences for the episodes. Um, I'm, I'm really looking forward to the season two also because, uh, you know, Eric will definitely agree on this. Like we actually got some Tennessee players now in the league that are young yes. and that's going to be really fun to watch. Um, and obviously Connor's used to that with North Carolina players, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it's different now that, now that Tennessee players are starting to starting to be drafted and, and play in the league. So we're obviously rooting for those guys to do well. And uh, if anyone has any last counters or anything, I'll, I'll let that go before we end this, but I'm not, I, I know I don't. So. Nope. Yeah, I, I, I've said my piece. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm excited. As you know, I don't really watch the NBA a whole lot. I've always been a much bigger fan of college basketball. So, but I mean, mainly for the reasons that Eric said about the fact that really since, man, I want to say like really since 2011, it really has been, you know, there's been one or two like dominant teams like, you know, between 2011 and 2013, 14 or so, it was always like the Heat and the Spurs, the Heat and the Spurs, or like the Heat and, you know, and like the Lakers before that. And then, you know, obviously the Warriors, Cavs, Warriors, Cavs, Warriors, Cavs. And even last year, it was still the Warriors. Like, you know, the Cavs obviously weren't very good, but everybody was like, oh, well, it's still going to be the Warriors from the West. So finally, there's a season where, you know, I might actually spend a bit more time watching the NBA probably still most of my time watching college, but I'm definitely looking forward to the NBA season coming up. All right. So with that being said, guys, we'll wrap this podcast episode up. This was the NBA predictions video. We might reference it uh, later in the season. Obviously, that, <laughs> yeah, obviously that uh, lock that Connor made was pretty bold. I, I didn't see it coming, um, but <laughs> Hey, if he's get, right, get, 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 ready, get ready for more of those. That's my that's gonna be yeah. a new tradition. Yeah. So obviously, I had a triple lock for the first time ever. Um, but what was that again? What did you triple lock again? <laughs> I triple locked um, Dame. Something with Dame. I want to say, or only <laughs> honestly, <laughs> now it's hard to remember. I, love how I can't remember, remember that bad. now. I, I know I talked about Dame being like a great leader. No, um, it wasn't no, it was something else. It was something else. Uh, something before that. It, it, it wasn't the Nuggets being the one seed, was it? That wasn't a triple. No. Uh, Man, I go back to listen to it, listen to it, and forget and uh, remember. <laughs> yeah, man. Wow. I, I'm like, what was that again? <laughs> uh, I yeah. We'll, we'll, I, we'll yeah. <laughs> we'll get back to you on that. <laughs> um. So. Take care, guys. Hope you have a great rest of your day. Hopefully we talk somewhat good about your team. Uh, there's some positives on every team, but but hopefully everybody enjoys the NBA season as much as we will. So take care, guys. Bye. Peace.